Epistle 80 of Epistles of Cyprian by Cyprian, translated by Robert Wallace. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Epistle 80, Cyprian to Sergius, Rogatianus, and the other confessors in prison. Argument. He consoles Rogatianus and his colleagues, the confessors in prison, and gives them courage by the example of the martyrs Rogatianus, the elder, and Felicimus. The letter itself indicates that it was written in exile. Cyprian, to Sergius, and Rogatianus, and the rest of the confessors in the Lord, everlasting health. I salute you, dearest and most blessed brethren, myself also desiring to enjoy the sight of you, if the state in which I am placed would permit me to come to you. For what could happen to me more desirable and more joyful than to be now close to you, that you might embrace me with those hands which, pure and innocent, and maintaining the faith of the Lord, have rejected the profane obedience. What more pleasant and sublime than now to kiss your lips, which with a glorious voice have confessed the Lord, to be looked upon even in presence by your eyes, which, despising the world, have become worthy of looking upon God. But since opportunity is not afforded me to share in this joy, I send this letter in my stead to your ears and to your eyes, by which I congratulate and exhort you that you persevere strongly and steadily in the confession of the heavenly glory, and having entered on the way of the Lord's condensation, that you go on in the strength of the Spirit to receive the crown, having the Lord as your protector and guide, who said, quote, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. End quote. O blessed prison, which your presence has enlightened! O blessed prison, which sends the men of God to heaven! O darkness, more bright than the sun itself, and clearer than the light of this world, where now are placed temples of God, and your members are to be sanctified by divine confessions. Nor let anything now be revolved in your hearts and minds besides the divine precepts and heavenly commands with which the Holy Spirit has ever animated you to the endurance of suffering. Let no one think of death but of immortality, nor of temporary punishment but of eternal glory, since it is written, quote, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints, end quote. And again, quote, a broken spirit is a sacrifice to God, a contrite and humble heart God doth not despise. End quote. And again, where the sacred scripture speaks of the tortures which consecrate God's martyrs and sanctify them in the very trial of suffering, quote, and if they have suffered torments in the sight of men, yet is their hope full of immortality, and having been a little chastised, they shall be greatly rewarded, for God proved them and found them worthy of himself. As gold in the furnace hath he tried them, and received them as a sacrifice of burnt offering, and in due time regard shall be had unto them. The righteous shall shine, and shall run to and fro like sparks among stubble. They shall judge the nations, and have dominion over the people, and their Lord shall reign forever. End quote. When, therefore, you reflect that you shall judge and reign with Christ the Lord, 
you must needs exalt and tread underfoot present sufferings in the joy of what is to come, knowing that from the beginning of the world it has been so appointed that righteousness should suffer there in the conflict of the world, since in the beginning, even at the first, the righteous Abel was slain, and thereafter all righteous men and prophets and apostles who were sent, to all of whom the Lord also in himself has appointed an example, teaching that none shall attain to his kingdom, but those who have followed him in his own way, saying, quote, he that loveth his life in this world shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. End quote. And again, quote, Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. End quote. Paul also exhorts us that we who desire to attain to the Lord's promise ought to imitate the Lord in all things. Quote, we are, says he, the sons of God, but if sons, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. End quote. Moreover, he added the comparison of the present time and of the future glory, saying, quote, The sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the coming glory which shall be revealed in us. End quote of which brightness, when we consider the glory, it behooves us to bear all afflictions and persecutions, because, although many are the afflictions of the righteous, yet those are delivered from them all who trust in God. Blessed women also, who are established with you in the same glory of confession, who, maintaining the Lord's faith, and braver than their sex, not only themselves are near to the crown of glory, but have afforded an example to other women by their constancy. And lest anything should be wanting to the glory of your number, that every sex and age also might be with you in honor, the divine condensation has also associated with you boys in a glorious confession, representing to us something of the same kind as once did Ananias, Azarias, and Misael. The illustrious youths, to whom, when shut up in the furnace, the fires gave way, and the flames gave refreshment, the Lord being present with them, and proving that against his confessors and martyrs the heat of hell could have no power, but that they who trusted in God should always continue unhurt and safe in all dangers. And I beg you to consider more carefully, in accordance with your religion, what must have been the faith in these youths which could deserve such full acknowledgement from the Lord. For, prepared for every fate, as we ought all to be, they say to the king, quote, O King Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter, for our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. End quote. Although they believed, and, in accordance with their faith, knew that they might even be delivered from their present punishment, they still would not boast of this, nor claim it for themselves, saying, quote, But if not, end quote, lest the virtue of their confession should be less without the testimony of their suffering, they added that God could do all things. But yet they would not trust in this, so as to wish to be delivered at the moment, but they thought on that glory of eternal liberty and security. And you also, retaining this faith, 
and meditating day and night with your whole heart prepared for God, think of the future only with contempt for the present, that you may be able to come to the fruit of the eternal kingdom and to the embrace and kiss and the sight of the Lord, that you may follow in all things Rugatianus, the presbyter, the glorious old man who, to the glory of our time, makes a way for you by his religious courage and divine condensation, who, with Philisimus, our brother, ever quiet and temperate, receiving the attack of a ferocious people, first prepared for you a dwelling in the prison, and, marking out the way for you in some measure, now also goes before you. That this may be consummated in you, we beseech the Lord in constant prayers, that from beginnings going on to the highest results, he may cause those whom he has made to confess also to be crowned. I bid you, dearest and most beloved brethren, ever heartily farewell in the Lord, and may you attain to the crown of heavenly glory. Victor the deacon and those who are with me greet you. End of Epistle 80 Read by David Ronald